Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues and Jordan Cairo are reportedly in talks on a contract extension, so I'm going to be reacting to that as well as giving my prediction as to what a potential extension might look like for Jordan Cairo. Uh, Tage Thompson, former Blue, got paid big money, big extension, so I'm going to take a little trip down memory lane and reflect on the Tage Thompson-O'Reilly trade, you know. Just, just you know, relive the relive some of those memories. It was a fun time. It was a good trade, but seems like it might be a win-win for both teams. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to be talking about two players that I think have a kind of an underrated chance on on being an impact uh, player for the St. Louis Blues this upcoming season. Busy episode, lots to talk about. Make sure you stay tuned. Your locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time being here, welcome to the show. There are about 500 episodes in the queue, so if you ever wanted to go back and listen to some of my takes on things that have already happened, go check them out. If you're listening on uh, just the audio version, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, there is a YouTube channel at Locked On Blues. You can come see my face, you know, see me talk about these things. And if you are on YouTube and you're not subscribed, Please subscribe. Almost at 500. Want to put something special together. Uh, should be a fun episode. Before we get into it, just some housekeeping things. Uh, next week is going to be a really exciting week. I have currently two uh, episodes planned to be with uh, crossover episodes for division um, division previews. So I have a episode planned with with Seth over uh, at Locked On Wild. So I'm going to be doing that. Plus, I have an episode with Locked on Blackhawks being planned as well. So next week, there's going to be a lot of crossover content. You know, if you guys are sick of just hearing me talk to myself for 20 minutes, then next week will be good. I'm really looking forward to that. You know, as the season is ramping up, uh, getting closer to the start of the season, I'm going to be doing some more of these crossovers, trying to get some more guests on the show. You know, I'll get up to speed doing it myself. But now that I kind of got a hold of things, I want to start having more guests. So look forward to those episodes uh, next week. Check those guys out. Um... Locked on Wild, Locked on Blackhawks, and just all the other Locked on shows, because I probably won't be won't be limiting it to just those two, but should be fun. Uh, stay tuned for those episodes. It's going to be a good one. Uh, without further ado, though, let's get into today's episode and what I wanted to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is our good friend of the pod, Jordan Cairo. Um, so Jordan Cairo is in need of a contract extension you know his contract is up at the end of next season this season i think it's this season actually um and because of that you know a lot of us are hoping that he gets paid you know this we saw the robert thomas extension um a few weeks ago and you know that immediately led to okay you know kairu's got to be next they're kind of the one-two punch in terms of the young players in the blues system uh you know wanting them to um get up to speed and all that stuff um in terms of contracts wanted to lock them up long term so when the robert thomas extension happened you know it was kind of the, the uh made sense that the next step would be to get kairu signed to one as well and a report came out a few days ago that 
The St. Louis Blues and Jordan Cairo are discussing a contract extension and talks are, quote, very good between both sides. So it seems like it's pretty imminent, um, whether it comes before the season or, you know, in the middle of the season, whatever it may be. It seems like it's it's a done deal, basically just waiting on, you know, ironing out the, the kinks, making sure it um, both sides agree, whatever it may be. Um, but that's good news, you know. I think, no, I don't think there was ever speculation that the Blues were going to move on from Jordan Cairo, but he's always kind of been the, the Blues have always been harder on him than uh, Robert Thomas. You know, Craig Ruby is, is known to cut back on Jordan Cairo's ice time when he's struggling and stuff like that. So it, it definitely seems like, he's maybe a little bit of a second priority in terms of him versus Robert Thomas with the team. Obviously, both of them are key, key pieces, but there was worry that, you know, he wouldn't have an extension and maybe he would become an RFA or, or a UFA or whatever it would be. Um, and the Blues would have to, uh, you know, compete with other teams or, or just try to hammer a deal out during the regular offseason. And, you know, it's not, not the ideal way of handling uh, contract talks with a young player. You want to get them extended. You want to get them locked up. But good news came out this week uh, that he is, in fact, in talks to sign a contract extension. I love it. I think the ceiling on Jordan Cairo is through the roof. I think he can be a spectacular player for the St. Louis Blues. He already is, um, but I think he has the potential to be, you know, one of the best players of his, you know, generation in terms of um, the St. Louis Blues. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's a no-brainer to sign him to a contract extension. I think, um, you know, he he could be uh, right up there with Robert Thomas in terms of the next core and he's only got more room to grow. I think he has a really high ceiling. You know, if he's able to put together a consistent full season, then uh, things are looking really, really good. You know, he could be a 100-point scorer for the St. Louis Blues. Now, in terms of what the contract extension looks like, I'm looking at that Tage Thompson deal. I think that was seven years, $7 million AAV, Uh, and I think that is kind of spot on in terms of what the Blues are going to give Jordan Cairo. Uh, Robert Thomas is making like 8.2, something like that. Uh, he is a center, which is a little bit more valuable of a position in terms of, uh, paying them. You know, that's kind of just as is tradition for not just the the St. Louis Blues, but the entirety of the NHL. Uh, it's just kind of how it works. Um, so he's going to get paid a little bit less because of that. And also he's not quite as consistent as Robert Thomas, but who knows, you know, he could be up there around that 8 million mark, maybe seven and a half million, similar to what they gave Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, but I don't think it's going to be one that breaks the bank. I don't think he was going, he's going to get more than Robert Thomas or even quite as much as Robert Thomas. I think it's going to be, like I said, coming in a little bit less, but it should be long-term a uh, good chunk of money. And then, you know, it just represents the, the changing of the guard. Uh, the, the, the new generation of blues players, you know, Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, Scott Perunovich, Nico Mikola, and those guys. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that extension turns out to be. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Jordan Cairo play with the St. Louis Blues, hopefully for the next, close to the next decade. Uh, should be good stuff there. That being said, speaking of extensions in this upcoming second segment, I'm going to be talking about the Tate Thompson extension, uh, and the trade that sent him to the Buffalo Sabres. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But before I get into that, Football season is back, and what that means is so is sports betting. Well, it never went anywhere at betonline.net because they're your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, including game matchups, news, podcasts, and including this year's opening week's games. You know, it's Sundays approaching quickly. 
tons of games you're going to want to put some money where your mouth is if you're talking trash with your friends or you want to just make the games a little bit more exciting is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events including mlb mma boxing and golf and hockey when it comes back of course so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts and i'll be right back with the second half of today's episode All right, so Tage Thompson got himself paid by the Buffalo Sabres. I'm pulling up the exact details here to make sure I get it right. Um, But yeah, recently news came out that the Buffalo Sabres gave Tage Thompson a massive, massive contract extension. I can't find the exact tweet because, of course, um, but I do believe that the... Here you go. Seven seven years, $7.1 million. So similar to what I think Kyrie's going to get. Uh, big money for someone that really struggled to pan out with the St. Louis Blues. He never really found a role. He even had, you know, said that he felt pigeonholed in St. Louis. And at the time, he definitely was. They had a lot of players of his play style and at his position. It just didn't really allow him to play up in the lineup where he needed to have or where he needed to be. But last season with the Buffalo Sabres, he had a breakout year. He scored over 20 goals. Um, he was a really, really good player for them. Uh, and I'm happy for him, you know, as much as it's like, oh, I wish they had traded away Clem Cawson instead of him. It's He he wouldn't have had that breakout with the St. Louis Blues because they have so much offensive depth. Um, you wouldn't have had as much ice time or as talented of, of wingers and stuff as as he did on the Buffalo Sabres. It's sometimes there are win-win trades, but, you know, big extension for Tate Thompson is definitely something that I think Buffalo could regret down the line because he hasn't quite played like a seven million dollar player yet but the assumption is that he'll continue to progress and he'll continue to grow and get to that point which i think is realistic but at the same time he's really only had one full season that shows that he is that sort of player i was expecting a bridge deal for him you know maybe like a two three year deal at like five million dollars something like that um so i was a little surprised when that announcement came out that it was a long-term deal for that much money but I think the like most likely scenario is that he continues to progress, he continues to get better, and completely becomes worth that contract. You know, he's a big player, he's a really good goal scorer, and he, he can kind of do it all. He's good enough defensively, he's good at passing. Um, you know, he's a guy that you, you're willing to pay $7.1 million for. But the reason why I brought this up is because I want to take a trip down memory lane and talk about one of my favorite Blues memories ever, and that is the trade for Ryan O'Reilly. So... For those of you guys that don't know, maybe you weren't fans at the time, I'm going to I'm gonna take you back through it, what I guess what my reactions were and what all of y'all reactions were. So heading into the offseason where the Blues traded for O'Reilly, I believe it was the 2019 offseason, the year that they won the Cup. Um, so heading into that year, the Blues had been heavily linked to Ryan O'Reilly in trade talks. Uh, he had reportedly lost his love for hockey with the Buffalo Sabres. Um, and, you know, was looking for a change. And the Blues were in need of a number one center. That was something that... I had been talking about for forever, just like, you know, in conversations like, oh man, once they get a number one center, you know, they're going to be complete because every team needs a number one center to win in this league. And Ryan O'Reilly was the perfect candidate. Um, Get to the day of free agency when the trade is expected to happen or was like, you know, a lot of people were speculating it was going to happen. And a report comes out that the talks between the Buffalo Sabres and the St. Louis Blues have broken down, uh, that a trade is not happening between you know, for Ryan O'Reilly, and we're all like, God darn. And the Blues go out and they sign Tyler Bozak, and you're like, okay, that is the Ryan O'Reilly replacement. You know, he's not a number one center, but he definitely improves their center depth, whatever. Um, 
And at that point, I think a lot of us, myself included, had assumed that the Ryan O'Reilly potential trade was out the window, wasn't going to happen, you know, all that stuff, um, because that's what the reports were. And then all of a sudden, a couple hours later, late in the day, there's one tweet that comes out. It's just Ryan O'Reilly to STL, and I lose my mind. I was so excited. I could not wait to see, you know, Ryan O'Reilly in a blues uniform. And then the funny thing that happened was that uh, it took about 20, 25 minutes for the the return to be announced. And all throughout that week leading up to that day when the trade happened, um, there were reports about Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo being included in the trade. And that is something that made me very nervous. I didn't want the Blues to include one of their big big three prospects at the time. It was Cairo, Thomas, and Costin. Um, and I personally didn't want the Blues to include any of them. I thought all three of them had a really good chance of becoming good players for the St. Louis Blues. Now only two of them have, but I digress. That's a topic for another day. Um, and I think at that time, I almost I was almost assuming that um, one of those two, Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo, would be included in that trade. Uh, and it turned out that not only was it not Robert Thomas, it was not Jordan Cairo, it was not uh, Clem Costin either. The only real prospect the Blues gave up was Tage Thompson. And at the time, that was frustrating, but also it was like a change of scenery thing. Like, it made sense. Um, but not only did they trade away Tage Thompson, they also traded away Patrick Berglund, who was excuse me, probably the worst contract on the Blues at the time or close to the worst contract on the Blues at the time. So that was a cap dump. And they also traded away Vladimir Sabotka, which similar thing, you know, he had a little bit too high of a salary. Um, So it really felt like a complete win for the Blues in the sense that not only did they bring back Ryan O'Reilly, they get rid of two contracts that they didn't really want to have on the roster anyways, and only gave away what at the time was like their fifth best forward prospect, their fourth best forward prospect, something like that. Now, obviously, Tage Thompson has surpassed Clem Costin in terms of Jordan Cairo or Robert Thomas. I would argue that he's maybe right up there, if not a little bit below, just in terms of consistency. Um, and I saw a lot of people being like, "Oh my God, the Blues should have traded uh, Tage Tom- or should have traded Clem Costin instead of traded Tage Thompson." This this trade is looking like an L, whatever. Do you remember what Ryan O'Reilly has done for the St. Louis Blues? Like that picture of him standing in front of his 17 trophies that he won in his in in the, the cup winning season. Let me just remind you what Ryan O'Reilly did. So Ryan O'Reilly comes to the team, immediately becomes their best center, immediately becomes the maybe the best player on the team in that season. Uh, he wins the Selkie Trophy, the Conn Smythe, Stanley Cup. You know he he's tied a record set by none other than Wayne Gretzky in terms of goals in consecutive Stanley Cup final games. I think Ryan O'Reilly had goals in five straight uh, games in the finals, which is has only been done by Wayne Gretzky. That is insanity. He was an absolute monster. The St. Louis Blues do not win a cup without him. I don't care if, if Tage Thompson goes out to score 50 goals in this league. You don't you don't win the Stanley Cup without trading away Tage Thompson for Ryan O'Reilly. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. Would the Sabres have accepted that trade if you switched out Clem Costin for Tage Thompson? Maybe. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I wasn't in the, in the GM room when those conversations happened. Maybe they really wanted Tage Thompson. So, yeah, you do. You, if you go back and you say, do you do this trade? 100 times out of 100, I'd do it again. So I, I have no problem with how it turns out. I'm happy for Tage Thompson. I think he's a great player. He's fun to watch. Um, I hope he has continued success, but you know the Blues got Ryan O'Reilly out of it. The Blues got a Stanley Cup out of it. You know you, you can't you can't take that away. You you at all costs you compete to try to win the Stanley Cup, and that's what the Blues did. 
Uh, and I still think it was a huge win for the St. Louis Blues. And there are such trades as win-wins. You know, it, it makes more sense for Buffalo's timeline. They have Tage Thompson getting like, turning into a really good player now uh, when it really, you know, makes more sense for them. Um, Ryan O'Reilly at this point wouldn't have fit their timeline. It just made sense all around. And a lot of people clowned Buffalo at first for completely losing that trade. And I don't think that's quite the case anymore. Um, but anyways, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to see Tage get his money and I'm happy to see, you know, obviously Ryan O'Reilly as the captain of the St. Louis Blues. It really worked out well for both sides. That being said, in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be naming two players that I think could have sneaky good seasons for the St. Louis Blues and definitely compete for a roster spot uh throughout the season so make sure you stay tuned to find out who those players are all right ladies and gentlemen one final segment to close out this week of episodes i'm talking about two players in this segment gonna make it kind of quick kind of short um first guy i want to talk about is nico mikola now is Nico Mikola even going to be on the opening night roster? Maybe. The Blues have a lot of defensemen that need ice time. Um, and he would be, at best, a third-pairing defenseman based on their current lineup makeup or even a seventh defenseman. And here's why I really like Nico Mikola as a potential game-changer for the St. Louis Blues this season. When Nico Mikola was out there not on the first pairing, he was a great defenseman. He killed it on the third pairing for the St. Louis Blues. Um, he was playing really good hockey. He wasn't playing a ton of minutes, but when he was out there, he was doing everything you would want out of a defenseman like him. He was playing really good defense. He's kind of sneaky with his with his uh, speed. So, kind of like Colton Pareko, he is really big, but he can move the puck. He can skate with the puck in ways that you didn't really wouldn't really expect from someone his size. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he he kind of started to struggle a little bit when he got put up on that first pairing um, and started playing against tougher opponents. Uh, it definitely made it difficult for him to have as much success. And even when he went back down in the lineup, you could tell he kind of wasn't the same. He had maybe lost a little bit of confidence. But now that he has that season under his belt, and now that I don't think he will be asked to play quite as much uh, or against quite as difficult of opponents uh, in this upcoming season, I think it's reasonable to expect that Nico Mikola has a pretty solid year. If he does you know, crack the lineup at points, whether it be through injuries or just pure pure ability you know if he just proves that he deserves to have a roster spot i think nikola is a guy that can really uh move the needle for the st louis blues in the sense that he could shore up that defense and he is young as well you know everyone talks about scott prudovich as a prospect defenseman but nico mikola could very well improve and find himself in the top four at some point in his career so i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to watching him play next season and then the other guy i wanted to talk about is nathan walker now i have a soft spot for nathan walker um a couple years back I think it was my 20, 20th birthday, 21st birthday. My girlfriend DM'd pretty much every player on the Blues, uh, asked, telling them that it's my birthday, I'm a huge fan, whatever. Uh, and only one person responded. And Nathan Walker uh, recorded a video of himself saying, like, hey, Josh, you know, heard it's your birthday. Just want to wish you a happy birthday. And uh, thanks for being a Blues fan or something like that. And it just made my day. And then he comes up and he just lights it up he's got he scores goals he's got assists he's tenacious he's so fun to watch um and me being a, a undersized hockey player growing up he really reminds me of how i had to play you know you gotta you gotta be a little bit tougher when you're small like that you gotta you gotta be sneaky i i just love watching him play i got a soft spot for him i think he plays with a ton of heart um and also he can score goals he he has scored some nice goals last year with the st louis blues he had a hat trick at one point which was awesome um 
I think if he uh, is able to find himself a solid role in the bottom six and play, you know, a full season, I wouldn't be surprised to see him progress and turn into a pretty darn good player for the St. Louis Blues. You know, uh, one of those guys that really adds some identity and some grit to that third or fourth line, something the Blues were lacking last year. So I'm really excited to watch Walker play this upcoming season, as well as Mika, as well as the rest of the team. And if you're excited to watch the Blues to to watch the Blues play this season and want to hear my thoughts after every game, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on or subscribe on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. That way, whenever I upload a new episode, you'll be the first to know. That is all the time we have today, though. So make sure you follow Locked On Blues on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok to stay up to date with all the goings on when I'm not posting episodes. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, Let's go Blues.